You're listening to Ocho Man Behind the Eight Ball, only on the Lineup Media Group Podcast Network. Without further ado, the one, the only, Ocho Man. Hola muchachos, my friends, it's May 17th, and we've got the Ocho Man here with Chris, uh, our man Blake. What's up? How we doing? And uh, we're missing a guy on the right to me here. He's but, dead to me. But you know what? Uh, we sent him on a little suspension. He's Try on, to cool down. He's on safari. Yeah, he's on <laughs> somewhere right now on Naked and Afraid show. <laughs> let's let's. But he's by God, himself. He's His na- partner's already left him. <laughs> he's naked, afraid, and alone. <laughs> yeah. But in any case, uh, we'll have Armand back uh, soon. Armand, and uh, right now, this is the way I cool down. I just get rid of him. Yeah. This is so. this is hashtag no Armand today. But I'm telling you right now, I'm uh, I'm a little ticked off. I'm yep. a little ticked off. Yesterday they came to get furniture. I yep. donated furniture. We well, got new furniture. Nice of you. Ah, it's always good, you know. Uh, and the guy comes in, and goes, I really don't like that stain on <laughs> that blue couch there. I said, What stain? That's not a stain. That's nothing big there. You can move this. He goes, Well, what what I do is uh, we take it right to the show floor and put it. I said, You can't clean this up. It, it'll take about two three minutes to clean Who this up. Who was this hauling it away? Uh, it's uh, well, I, it was I an organization. I mean, it's like an organization. It's, organization. It, it's, it's an like organization. a nonprofit. Yeah, or? it's a nonprofit. And they're it, arguing about stuff that they're exactly. Uh, and I'm telling, I, I I told them I bought this at House of Denmark. No, that's, that's a really high this, end place. I said this alone is like seventeen hundred, yeah. brand new. Overall, and he's like, right? yeah. "Well, you know, I'm not taking it." I go, "All right, all right, just take the other stuff then." All right, so uh, he took the other stuff, and I, I was a little ticked off. I was a little ticked that's off the, about that, that. That's one of my huge. Uh, well, it's one of my big hangups. Is when beggars you, can't be choosing. When you offer shit to someone for free right. and they start free. Oh no, no, that's not gonna work. I'll take that piece and that. I'm like, no, yeah. if you want it, you take it all. And, and I'm at the situation now to where I'm saying all right so you're going to take the yellow and the red you're not going to take the blue he said yes and i said okay take it take it my my wife will kill me so what what the hell anyway beat it beat it take it i I think he was related to armor yeah he had to be yeah oh that's you know i can make money off hey see see (laughs) moxie hey uh, speaking of that though making money and uh i had uh i had a little couple bucks yeah laying around so what do I do? I need a new jersey. I need a new jersey. I got the Bread Hall jersey. No offense, Bread Hall. You know, you stood me up that day anyway. Yeah. We don't want to talk about that bring one. I hop up. But I, I thought I'd get a new jersey. That's, that's and I went to Amazon. Where? Because where else? And why wouldn't you? And, and why would? How ya? convenient is going to Amazon through? Or OchoMan.com. OchoMan.com. You go through OchoMan.com. It's on your right-hand side, Amazon. You click on there. You've got every NHL official jerseys, too. Yep. Not, not the stuff that you see for 20 30 bucks is selling a corner somewhere in New York. No, and they also have all, like, the, the Reebok uh, center ice stuff, the stuff all yeah. the guys wear in the locker rooms, the real legit stuff. Of course, of course. Uh, and uh, I bought mine, I and I got it at a good price. Yeah. It was, like, 30% off or something. Who'd you get on your jersey? 
I got our guy. I got I, I got our guy from Chicago. Our Troy Brower. That's, That's right. what I was thinking. That's, you know, this guy to me, man, he's the epitome of what they're doing right lately. He's given them that vote of confidence that we could win. He is. He's got the, the he's got the mentality, the veteran sort of edge. And he's been there. Yep. He shines the he shows them rings. Hey, look, yep, look at look, these rings. Yeah. Look at these rings, boys. You could have one of these rings. Yeah, unfortunately. Follow he, me. He, follow he me. He got him with Chicago, but he got him. He no, got him. that's good though. He got that's him. good because his his knowledge of Chicago helped us out as well. Are you aware that he and Scotty Upshaw are the only people on the Blues mm-hmm. who have ever been beyond the the round that we're in, or who've ever been no in the kidding. round of class that we're in right now? He and I Scotty know. Upshaw. And the guys we're playing against, Thornton? Yeah. I heard that he's been at it for 18 years. He's never passed the fi- uh, conference he's finals. Never passed the conference finals. Yeah. So that's that's probably why he's got the beard. Yeah, it probably is. He's, he's, he's probably kept it for eighteen. He started growing his playoff beard seventeen years ago yeah. when he was still with Boston. Hey, by the way, we got a great guest. Yeah, we. Um, I am so really excited up for this. this guest. It's the most excited I've been for a while on this show. Yeah, well, you didn't like you didn't like the strippers I, I brought. I huh? loved them, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a hockey mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, I know. I'm a hockey I know. guy at heart. And uh, you could find our guest too. On NHLpodcast.com. Yes, you can. Uh, how can you go wrong with that? Darren Panger. Mr. Darren Pang. He's the yeah, man. That's that's our guest for I just let it out. I just let it out. St. Louis Blues analyst, NHL network analyst, CSN analyst. I mean, this guy, he's done the Olympics, the, everything. And he's played it, too. You know, there's a lot of announcers, the, the goofy little pricks that never played anything in their life. They're just announcers. This guy's been out there. And there are some awesome highlights out there with him when he was with the Blackhawks. If you want to, you know, yeah, he's wonder not a how big that guy. Is. I wonder how that was with him. I, I know he's affiliated. He's tight with yeah. our Blues now. But he played for the Blackhawks. There's got to be a little bit of unity there, sure. a little bit of loyalty. Well, but yeah. but he, he came through for us with the Blues. He's a Blues guy now. I That's can tell. right. You, you can hear it in his voice, which we will all hear here shortly. All right. Hey, Chris, we got Darren Panger on right now. Hey, Panger, what's up, man? Chris, I'm doing fantastic. I'm uh, down here at the Scott Trade Center getting ready for Game 2, and and uh, it's the Western Conference Final, and that's that's a pretty good pretty good thing because there's only four teams left, and uh, we were oh, watching last night, watching Pittsburgh going to overtime, and now we're going to see if the Blues can take a 2 nothing stranglehold of this series. I tell you what, brother, we are so excited on the show. That's all we're talking about lately. Come on. No, Talking a little no. hockey, are you? Hockey. Hockey. It's and, exciting, uh, man. And the girl behind the coach of uh, every opposing team out there playing <laughs> us. What's the deal with that, Fanger? You guys well, got something to do is, with that, don't you? There's there's no question. And, and uh, I mean, the good news is she's not well endowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't have any of that. It's like a Benny Hill show every every time they play now. You know, it's I'd either look at a look at a disgruntled coach or 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 look at her. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's good viewing for everybody. It's no, good it's viewing. relaxing. It's the attention of everybody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We've actually like have, have on our uh, website have have gone back to the Chicago series with the, with Quinville, the Dallas series with Ruff, and 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 now this series. It's it's omnipresent, as you would say. <laughs> she's like is right you know we call we know we call them around here what's that we call them rally boots yeah there I you love go it. there you go i mean the cardinals had you the squirrel the, we got we got we got the bongos that's right. we got the blues that's music right. and the bongos they all go together anyway uh, we don't we don't mind that whatsoever you know maybe the maybe the goalie can come over here and uh take his mind off the game for a few seconds as well and take a look over there. 
I tell you what, that that's it's been an exciting series and I tell you what, you guys have got to get a little pumped up too. I mean, we haven't seen this in a while. The St. Louis people are excited. Excited, I tell you. They are. You know, like why wouldn't they be? All you know, every year that I've been here, it's been seven years since I've been working on Fox Sports Midwest. And uh, you know, during that time, everybody, you know, they 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 look at this team and they look on the cynical side. Oh, they can't get over the hump. They can't do this and they can't do that. And and here they are, and they're they're doing everything well. I mean, beating the Chicago Blackhawks in the first round was unbelievable for everybody. It was just a big, you know, you're 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 knocking something off your back that you haven't been able to do. And the pride between Chicago and St. Louis, the cities, the sports. Um, the animosity between the two, and then you beat them, and then you win it in Dallas in Game Seven, and now here you are. So, man, I, I hope that the fans come out tonight again in droves and uh, louder than crazy, and give these boys some uh, some backing up as well. Because uh, you know, this time of year, you need that from your fans, and you need it from the city. You need to know that everybody's behind you. And certainly, St. Louis fans are. Hey, uh, Darren, uh, what's what's the difference between San Jose and Dallas? San Jose just seems like they're a lot bigger. They're, they're like redneck-looking things out there with big beards. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I, I've never seen uh, – one guy looks like Moses. The other, the other guy looks like Noah building an ark. Our guy even tugged away on his beard. Yeah, we had the captain grabbing the beard. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Are you allowed to grab the guy's beard? Are you allowed to grab another man's beard? I don't know. That, like that? That's sacred stuff, isn't it? It is. Oh. You know, in football, you're allowed to grab a guy's hair, right? Yeah, no, that's I true. I think you are. Yeah, yeah, you right? can tackle. Like, you can tackle a guy with his hair like that. Yeah. Right. So it, in hockey, <laughs> you know, I said on a, on a Kelly Chase and I, on Chase and Pucks with Panger on our podcast the other day, I said, I'd like to throw a Titleist golf ball in in Brent Burns' beard and see if I can hack it out there. See if I can get it out 60, 60 yards and get it back on the fairway. Hey, if there's anyone out there who could do it, I'm sure it's you. I heard I heard actually recently on your show uh, that you were out uh, swinging some sticks with, uh, was it Ernie Els? I was, yes. Wow, I was, I was in Florida, and a good buddy of mine is uh, Danny Quinn, who was a former St. Louis sure. Blue, and a kid that I, I grew up playing hockey with a long time ago in Ottawa, and so we were out in Florida, and uh, he says, hey, listen, uh, we're going to play tomorrow morning at, at, at 10. I said, oh, that's not, that sounds great. So where are we playing? He said, we're going to play the Bears Club. And I said, oh, that's a great course. Mm. I've never played there before. And he goes, yeah, Ernie's going to join us. And Ernie. I said, like, like the Big Easy Ernie? <laughs> and he said, yeah, the Big Easy Ernie's going to join us. And we had an unbelievable day. Oh. And afterwards, had a couple of cold pops and talking about hockey and talking about sports. And he's just a really terrific guy. And all the work he does for autism and uh, it, was the, it was the next day or two days later that uh, Ricky Fowler made a hole-in-one at his charity auction for a million dollars for him. So wow. there, there was a lot of – it was really cool. And uh, just, just Ernie was exactly what I thought he was going to be. And he was a fun, gracious, you know, really nice guy. So I, I was, it was a thrill. That's good stuff. Hey, I got to ask yeah. you this too, uh, Darren. I'm, uh, I live kind of by that Meadowbrook golf course, you know. And I always pass yeah, by yeah, my I, home, my yeah. own course. Yeah, I know, I know. I, that's what I heard. Now that Clayton Road, whenever I pass that, is that a par four? You got to go over the lake there, and then you got a a little pond right before the green as well. Is that a par four or a par five? That's a par five. That's fif- that's hole fifteen. Yeah, and uh, it, it's you know for the big boys, it's a two shot hole. Um, for for me, I gotta I gotta really crank out my drive to to, to make it a make it a two shot hole. And generally, I 
I lay up with a with a seven iron or a six iron and then hit a little sixty degree in there. But it's a pretty hole, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. Really it's beautiful. Nice hole. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. then yeah, yeah. It's a it's a great golf course. I there's there's probably I think we have eighty single index players at that course. Wow, that's so that's solid. That's a solid yeah, member base. Pretty, pretty competitive over there. I pretty we got a few money games going over there. I think the Ocho Man's thinking about joining. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Nice. Yes, Ocho you and me, man. babe. Need, you and me out there. Need some, you need somebody to back you up there, big boy. I'm with you. Okay? Yeah. I, I, I'm going to get out there with my checker pants. <laughs> 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 with white shoes. Yes. Uh, I, I love it. Fat guy in a little suit, you might say. <laughs> anyway. Hey, hey Panger, I got to ask you. What do you see as the storyline that's going into tonight's game. So when we're sitting around tonight uh, discussing after after a huge St. Louis win, what are the storylines we're going to be discussing? Who are the standouts? Well, for me, the Blues have got to do a better job of, of stopping Joe Pavelski. I think he had six unbelievable scoring chances mm-hmm. in game one. And, uh, like, Joe Thornton's going to do his stuff. But Joe's not going to really be a sniper. He's not a guy that shoots the puck lot. He's always waiting and looking for the pass. And and Pavelski's the guy that uh, that's his main guy, and he gets open. You, you, we we cannot give those guys that sure. many opportunities. So if we do, um, then Elliot's going to have to be as great as he was in Game One. But uh, for me, we've got to we've got to defend a whole lot better than we did in Game One. We can't we can't take it to chance uh, like we did in, in in Game One. Yeah, it seems like that 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 San Jose was was easily you know. Moving through through the neutral zone, blue line to blue line, was making their entrances, you know, pretty easy, and were able to yeah. get, you know, Thornton set up to, you know, to make those those passes that he he's so so known to make. I mean, the guy's an incredible playmaker. So, uh, you know, I think is he ever? You can't uh, give him any time and space like that. You know, he's he is too good at that. Like he's getting better with every year that goes by. So here's the here's the code word. Stop the beards. Yeah, stop the beards. Oh, yeah. I like it. That's going to be our new beards. hashtag for, okay. for Ocho Man on Twitter. <laughs> that would be Burns and Thornton. Those are the two beards. we right. got to stop them. And you know, another thing I like to stop, I like to stop this instant replay with the blue line crap. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> this is re- Really, Darren, this should be only used for the goal crease or something like that. We, we shouldn't go... Uh, crap on uh, this blue line stuff his skate was a little bit off the uh, off the ground or something off, off the, the ice, ice or yeah, something yeah, yeah it's, I agree. it's crazy it's crazy oh, so I, you know what I, I think that when they first went to coaches challenge everybody in Canada the media because I was working at a company called TSN at the time and they had the national rights and, and uh, one of our guys on the air Darren Drager at the time kept saying we need a coaches challenge we need a coaches challenge and so it started to get a little bit of uh, flow to it, but but nobody ever intended the coach's challenge to be for an offside situation. Yep. It was only for goalie interference, or or for me, it was like knocking the puck out of the air and it goes out, you know, over the glass mm-hmm. and out of play for a delay of game. Sometimes, like sometimes, it actually doesn't happen, and you'd like a coach's challenge because you have a shot of it going off the glass. Like those were the only two things that they talked about, never for offside. And I I, I agree with you. I think this is ridiculous. We're trying to create goals in the league every once in a while a linesman's going to miss it and it's and and you're you're going to end up you know having the unfortunate bad luck but listen for for all the times that it gets blown down because it, it because it's offside right away and the linesman calls it and let's say it's not offside you you can't go back and call that exactly. so it's only getting 50 percent of the calls and and that's where that's where this isn't working and i 
it would not surprise me if next year they go back at this and say, you know what, we're we're going to cancel the, the the offside for coaches challenge. But they have. But the NHL they got too aggressive on it, and uh, and now they're you know they might be stuck with it. I'm not sure, but I don't like it. I'm probably with you guys. I, I don't like it. And the the whole notion that it's got his skates has got to be on the ice. Well, you know what? If his skates still in the air in the blue line, it should still count. Is still well, yeah, you know, not offside. Yeah, especially if we're you know if we're implementing the review where you where you can review it, then it makes obsolete the part about him having to have his skate on the ice. If we're reviewing it. We can see where his skate is. So, so we, I, in, in my right. opinion, it's the on NHL, the blue line. Yeah, the NHL has to have it one way or the other way. Yeah, there's air. There's space. Huh? Air space. Yep. You know. Yeah. It's like uh. Yeah. I, yeah. And that's. I, I know. In the listen, I, I will say this. We've always been taught as players to keep your your skates are on the ice and and allow the puck to enter the zone before you do. So one thing that it's kind of teaching me is how undisciplined the players are now. Yep. Honestly. Like in the old days, like a, a a guy that has the puck, let's say it's Wayne Gretzky. If Wayne Gretzky has the puck, he controls the whole situation. It, it's not the sure. guy without the puck that controls it. Wayne controls it with the puck. So once he enters the zone, then you can enter the zone. So you have to have the discipline to stay on your side of the blue line before he does. Yeah. That's just a simple matter. Nowadays, these players are so they're so lackadaisical in that area. It's like they haven't been taught as well, or or maybe they haven't had a sentiment that hits him over the head with a stick when he goes offside sure. because there would be nothing more frustrating for an older coach or a, or a player like a great player like Gretzky or Lemieux or Federico or Eisenman, they would they would be so mad at your winger if they went offside yep. you know and, and so they wouldn't blame the referee or the linesman they would blame the player that went offside absolutely and so, and maybe that's an area that we've got to improve on well definitely if they're going to be calling back goals and they're going to keep this around you make sure your skate is on that blue line yep I mean, that's, Darn right. that's that's simple as it, that. Hey, it could be the diff, it could be the difference between winning the Stanley Cup and not winning. The Absolutely, Stanley Cup. just and a little thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Goals yeah. are not easy to get in the NHL, man. No, especially you know when you have right. when you have the outstanding you know outstanding outstanding up performances of you know like let's say like Elliot with this season. I mean, what what a what a playoffs this guy's had. I mean, unbelievable. And I've been an Elliot fan. You know, ever since he got here, I've always felt he's sort of got the the short end of the of the hockey stick, if you will. Um, and and for him to get this opportunity and to to be able to you know to, to execute the way he's executed, it's I'm I'm so happy for him first of all. But it's really amazing. He was getting the nine of hearts before, wasn't he? He was. He was getting the old nine he was of hearts. Getting the nine of hearts. He was. Yeah. And then, and now he's getting you know now he's getting the. Uh, the Jack of Diamonds and the Jack of Hearts in the game of Euchre. So he's, he's, it's all good with him. Like he, he's, um, he had an opportunity earlier this year to play 18 or 20 consecutive games, and he passed with flying colors. And I think if he would have failed, then, there, then we would not have this situation sure. here. Yeah. That's, my belief is that he passed that test of, of going 18 straight games, and then this year he, now he's gone 18 or 19 straight games. So... Um, he passed that uh, that longevity test, and that I can you know I can get through a bad goal and make a good save after that test. And um, and if he didn't, I you can be sure that they would have been hurrying Jake Allen up and getting him into yeah. that net as quickly as possible. But now they don't have to, and now they've got a great thing on their hands. They got two unbelievable goalies here. Yeah, there's no question about that. Hey, Darren, have you noticed lately? I, I've been noticing it that the shots on goal you, you don't you're not seeing a lot of upper twine shots lately. 
You know, I, I don't – is that just me? Everyone's uh, – all these goalies now are working out of their knees. I mean, these shots yep. aren't coming up uh, above the shoulders like you used to see. I mean, is, yeah, that, is that me, that, fellas? Thankfully, well, I think it's harder and harder to uh, – the further you go, it's harder to, to get enough space, uh, you know, to elevate the puck because the back checking is more severe and the stick-on puck – checking you know we instead of it being as physical you've always got your stick on puck and so for these players they're just in a hurry to get the puck away and a lot of times that might mean it's it's low uh, and a lot of times it's kind of used as a as a strategy firing the puck off the far pad and and you know resulting in a big rebound in the slot but then then you know then game one Dory Laterra takes what looks like an innocent looking shot and he scores up high between I know it was between the arm and the side of the body of uh of the goaltender Martin Jones, but it still was up high and it went in the net. So um, the other series, like, you know, you look at uh, Cody Eakin scored high on the blocker side in overtime against Brian Elliott. And they had a couple of guys, Alex Goligoski scored two goals over his glove in the Dallas series. So they, maybe they had a little bit more room in that one. And as this one goes along, you know, you're, you're still trying to find your way in terms of the pace of the play and the back checking and how much time and space you have. I thought in game one here, I didn't think either team was really settled with the puck. I I thought they lacked a little patience with the puck and calmness with the puck. They're sort of in a hurry to to to, to move the puck when really they had more time to make plays. So that that's probably just a feeling out process, just with how the two teams play right now. Right, right. I, I could definitely see that, and it seemed like it was really, uh, like you said, it was a li- little bit more checking than uh, Dallas as well, right? Absolutely. This is good. This is a faster pace here. A way faster pace. I mean, the uh, the back checking of, of of to me the back checking of San Jose was was way faster and way more ferocious than what it was against right. Dallas. Right. So that means when you've got the puck, if you're standing still with the puck, you're going to be checked easily. You've got to you really do have to move the puck quickly or move your feet quickly. So it's one of the two. You can't be standing around and standing still. No. And that's kind of an area like like Tarasenko tends to get the puck and stand still. Well, he's he he'll, he'll learn after game one. That that's not going to work out very well because they're they're on you so quickly. They're they're not giving you a whole lot of space. It's not like you and I playing old timers hockey out there or old timers football or baseball where you've got all the time in the world. These, these guys are they're in a hurry to get the puck back. You know. I tell you what these these guys are men. Hockey players are men. No right. no doubt about it. I played football and I'm telling you right now NHL guys. Game taking it to game seven, game seven, worn out season already, and you guys are still going after each other and overtimes involved. God bless, man. The NHL players, hockey players are something special. And you know what? Well, I thought you meant the broadcasters. Yeah, well, you, no, no, you're great too. You're great too. I can't wait to. Uh, hey, I got about a. I, I'm telling you, my drive is about 280, 285. I can well, let's get out there then yeah. and play. I, I'm, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to have Chris as my partner. Maybe you can get a partner as well, and we'll go out there. You'll have to spot us some strokes. If you're playing with Ernie Els, you're going to have to spot us some strokes. <laughs> well, Ernie Els spotted me a bunch of strokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, if uh, you love uh, NHL Pangers podcast, you can find it on Lineup Media Group Network. That's Chasing Pucks with Panger slash Panger on NHLpodcast.com. How about that? How about that? It's great. That's awesome. Thank you very great much plug. for being on our show, man. Hey, thanks a lot, Panger. Oh, man, thank you. Chris, my pleasure, guys. 
Keep up the good work. I look forward to seeing you on the golf course. All right, All right definitely. We'll, with my checker pants. Let's bring home a big winner tonight. All right. Take care, buddy. Okay, see you, boys. Bye-bye. See you, how sweet was that, man? Man, that just I'm so fired up now for this this game tonight I after think, hearing from Do Panger. we have any extra towels with those blue towels? I'm going to be waving I, in the I've, living room. I've got one at home. I've got one sitting well, you next got to one my at couch. home. Why don't you bring I'm, one for me? <laughs> I've got one sitting next to my couch for when they score. Such a that's, douche. That's beautiful, man. That's yeah. beautiful. I, I am really excited now. It's, this whole town needs Dude, this. it's on fire. It's electric. Like, I don't know. Like, the way stuff happens, like, everyone was upset with the Blues the last few years because of the early early exits, but it's like, man, so this year, you know, whether you're an NFL fan or a Rams fan or not, this was an, an unfortunate year. Not a hell year, with the Rams. Who it, needs them? It's an, Exactly, but it's an unfortunate year because the Rams leave St. Louis, but at the same time, it's the like Blues God is rewarding together. Us. It is, and it, you know, there's all, there's so much excitement in the city. Everywhere you go, people never spoke about hockey you know before who were really excited about it now yeah so it's good yeah, it's, it's a like, huge and you know another thing that it's really exciting to me is it's kind of like reliving my old days it like the the like the early 1990s the early 90s like 2000 Do you 2001 remember all that all that excitement in St. Louis oh in the my 90s god man in the 90s yeah yeah god, it was a great oh, era man god it was beautiful it was beautiful we loved our hockey then and it's it's all back now yeah we're roaring now man this is i mean this is you know a huge you know like it's like if you're a college basketball team in the final four it's a big deal hey i've told you before that I partied with Brett Hall. I, I you have told me before. You have me and Brett Hall, man. You and Brett Hall. I mean Brett Hall. Yeah. And uh, if I went to him now, he'd never remember me. Well, he, but he meets a all lot of the shot glasses at Boomers. We sat there and we drank together, and uh, and I said, "This was the stupid part of me." I said, "Hey, you know what? Maybe you ought to give me your phone number. We'll hang out sometime. <laughs> well, uh, no autographs needed. We'll I, 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 I should have taken his autograph at the time, yeah. but." But I said, you know what? Me and this guy, we've been hitting it off for three, four hours now, drinking shots. People like paying homage to Brett and then dropping yep. shots off in his glass and then bowing their head and walking backwards. And I sat there and he said, I want to drink with me. <laughs> me and Brett Hall. Eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah. Isn't, yeah. isn't it amazing? Like with the way the NHL is today, you've got, you've got the, you know, like Ovechkin and, and some of these guys where it's just amazing, you know, when you hear they scored, you know, 48 goals, 50 goals. You look back at Brett Hole, 86 goals in 82 games in 1991. And hockey guys in general are nicer dudes to hang out oh, with. Oh, beyond any other sport. They're, they're, we had them at a, a Fairmont Park, like four or five of them showed up. And we, we showed them a great time. We put them in the winner's circle and everything. And I tell you what, these guys were so down to earth. They just wanted to hang out yep. and drink some beer. We all put in like five bucks. We had a show pool going. We made that last uh, throughout the night, too. So it, I, I tell you what, man, hockey players are a different breed. Yeah, they're like the opposite of, like, you know, if, like, if you put a hockey player up over, like an NBA player. Like the NBA player's got his entourage surrounded him. He, he's not going like yeah. to like to, yeah, no, to be around regular a, folk. You're totally right. Yeah, man. hockey players are just average guys, and you can hear it in like their. I watch all like the the after the uh, the game like interviews in the locker room. That there's no one. I mean, the, I don't, I don't know if there's anyone who I can th- think of in the NHL 
who's arrogant, who's like, yeah, I'm the man. You know, I scored, I scored three goals tonight. No one can stop me. You're right. Like, they're right. all humble. They're all like, you know, it's not me. It's the team. You know, the other guy, he played great also. The guy on the other team, they're so respectful. They shake hands when a series is over. I love it. It's still an old-time no, no. game. And the fans, even the opposing fans, how cool are they? It, like Dallas, what respect, man. At the end of the game, they, they all rise. They're all cheering. Standing they're ovation. Standing ovation for their team yep. and kind of standing ovation for the Blues to go on. The Blues. Keep, keep going. Absolutely. No, they are. And, and I love that that there's still that sort of old-time atmosphere in hockey that I don't think exists in no, other sports. No, and and that's not just a Dallas thing or something like no. that. It's because I know the Dallas Cowboy fans, they just leave the stadium yep. when they lose. The NHL fans, hockey fans, have a different uh, persona about the whole system, about life yep. in general, that, you know what, we came here to respect this team our team yep. and the opposing team. It's beautiful. Well, and here's an awesome story. Speaking of uh, of NHLpodcast.com, um, I don't know if, if you saw this, and, and it'll be up on our uh, our Ocho Man Behind the Eight Ball Facebook page, but earlier in the week, the NHL posted this video, and it's about, like, like individuals' experiences with the Stanley Cup, okay? And it was it was this whole story about this this guy in uh, Saskatoon and his son and the guy's blind okay he lost his eyesight and he like he goes to all these Saskatoon um it's an AHL or, or it's wait a minute is that the, is that game. the town that trying to steal our blues yes it is the it, hell with yes, them but anyway the this guy's blind and so oh, he okay. has his well, son no, not, not 11 year old son who goes to all the games with him and he does like the he, he tells his dad what's going on he oh, does the play-by-play no play for him okay? how beautiful man. and that's how it started off he lost his eyesight and he loved these games he wasn't able to see him so his son started so now he's actually he's good at it he's 12 year old but he's good at play-by-play so the blues and i love this the blues reached out to these guys right. okay and they said uh, we saw your uh, your video on nhl uh, uh the video site where these guys were able to go in and stand in the room with the Stanley Cup, and the guy got to, you know, to, he obviously can't see it, but he put his hands on it, field, he was crying and everything. Oh, my God. The Blues reached out to him and said, hey, we want to have you here for, for uh, the game tonight, and God we want your son damn, that's beautiful. to sit up in the box for, for a section of the period because he does all this play-by-play for you, and he gets to sit in and actually, you know, you know, be a part of calling the and game. And he's got to be pretty yeah. good. Yeah, he is. He's great. And so he's here. So, you know, if you want to see the video, the video's up on our Ocho Man Behind the Eight Ball Website and on Facebook, um, it's it, you're gonna have you're gonna have a hard time not crying. Watching I the video. wish that furniture remover watched that it, video. It might soften him up a little it bit. Might you know what I mean? Up, take the blue couch. Yeah, you exactly. Prick. Maybe the maybe the blue couch stays at home. Maybe that's that's our little thing too. He might have been helping you out. The it's blue, a blue couch. Blue, and you know the thing? I sit on that blue couch whenever we're playing hockey. It's got to stay. It's I'm gotta, not moving it's it. Got, it's got to stay. I'm not moving it. That's staying right there. Everything Thank happens you, for Chief. a reason. Yep, there yep. you go. All right, my friends. Uh, you know what? We've had a great segment. This this has been a really, really strong great segment. Great segment. I, 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 I got to say, man, this this was tight, and uh, we didn't talk any politics. The hell with politics. The, we'll take over politics uh, this coming uh, Thursday. Yep. And we'll get right back on that one again. But it, it was a great show, Chris. Yeah, it is. And, and remember, if you have some questions for us, you can send it to us over Facebook. But you can also email the show at info at ochoman.com. How beautiful. It is How beautiful. Good. Hey, Blake, thanks for sitting yeah, in. Nice man. having and, you, Blake. And uh, Armand, he probably got bit by a rattler snake <laughs> right now in the jungle somewhere. Just imagine with a mosquito netting over him. And he's trying to find someone to uh, <laughs> suck the poison out. Good luck with that. Got a big green drink.
Brian, thanks for working the board. Chris, we'll see you in the Thursday from the Ocho Man and Crew. We are out of here. Because when the going gets tough. The tough get going. Who's with me? Let's go. Come on. The Ocho Man, Behind the Eight Ball. You can find the show online at OchoMan.com and download and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. Plus, join the conversation on social media. Just search for Ocho Man, Behind the Eight Ball. Get all of the Lineup Media Group shows at LineUpMediaGroup.com.